Good evening. Welcome to the Gentleman's Podcast. I'm Herman. We've got, well, yeah, I'm Herman. We've got Pete, Nolan, uh, Nick, and Aaron behind the computer. And we brought Jerry back. He was enough trouble last time that we brought him back for this one. We will, uh, I don't know how much we have to say on topic, but the topic today is kind of talk about how, how do we, how do we, uh, Listen to the spirit, hear him walk in that, in that joy that we get just by, by knowing that he's with us. So that that's the kind of the topic for today. Uh, on that note, remember last, which in every other Thursday now we have uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, that's what I meant. Get it right. <laughs> we it have out. a Bible yeah, study. Figured out. <laughs> we have a Bible study now, and that's probably the best thing to start off with. What what um, Ricky said on the last one, what's it mean to take up your cross daily? And he said, them it meant to realize that you're forgiven every day and don't, don't live in the shame of yesterday or even, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty powerful. I think that, that fits very well. To me, it's probably one of the best explanations I've ever heard. Well, there's so many things you, you can say, but because to me, picking up the cross would always look like uh, something heavy, something hard, difficult. But that's not what he said. He said, my yoke is soft. Yeah, my yoke is easy. My, my burden is light. My burden is light. Yeah. My burden is easy, yeah. I think we often, we just, we, we really mess up the way that's taken. There is a level, I think, of heaviness with it, but it, it's not really necessary. Um there's a response. I guess maybe it's not there's a level of heaviness. There's a responsibility that goes with it. Right, but that kind of come naturally. There's a respect yeah. that you have for, for being a child of Christ. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So there's that topic. On to the next one. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't take very long. No. Like in all seriousness, I, I think you know, take up your cross daily. It it looks different for different people. I, the, I think the main focus of it is something that is the same across the board, but it doesn't look the same for everybody. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. So the the whole you know look at look at it as forgiveness every day as well is very important. If you're living in a life of repentance, it, it doesn't me. mean pick up the weight of what you screwed up. Right. But it yeah. also doesn't mean it's okay that you screwed up. Because, I mean, but it's seeing where that middle line is that that Christ said you know. When he said, pick up my cross and follow me daily, deny your flesh and pick up my cross, follow me daily. Deny your flesh. Yeah, you screwed up. You realize you screwed up. Your life of repentance shows you realize that. Right. Now you don't live in the, you live in remorse, but you don't live in misery because of it. You yeah. move on happy, free of that. So t- I guess the reason why <clears throat> I identified with it is because that's one of my issues. Yeah. There's things you daily basis self-unforgiveness yeah it, it, maybe not daily basis but there's things that happen and you're just like dude that, that this is old this should not happen again and again and it does and you're like man this, this should be gone but <clears throat> sitting there and uh beating yourself up over it that doesn't get you anywhere you're not you're not a christian for anybody around you yeah. you do no good to nobody that way basically I know a uh, good thing that men's encounter that really goes into this is um, the vividio that they show after the first like big 
PC of it, and it shows this guy, and he's got armor, and he's oh, yeah. trying to k- carry it up this mammoth mountain. And then when he gets up to the top, no, that low, that big thing gets cut off of him. Yeah. No, and you know when you pick up your cross, and and you go to well, Christ, if he takes that off of you. Well, that's the thing. I think it takes it off once and for all. We tend to when there's something there, something might happen. We feel guilty about it, or and there's forgiveness for it. There has to be. Yeah. Or else, well, there he is. He, he, he <clears throat> died for one yeah. and for all. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you, you have the all. chance. If you constantly go back to living in sin, obviously there's there's gonna be consequences for it. But there's right. that, also, I think the consequences are a different story. Yeah, but as far but, as the, the relationship with Christ, yes. Yeah. But that forgiveness is as long as you're breathing, you could be forgiven. So even even in that, when you screw up, you know, yeah, it sucks. You feel bad. You know, guilt weighs on you. That's part of it's part of who, who we are. It's if you have a conscience, it's gonna it's gonna come back to you. But at the same time. Realizing that he doesn't say beat yourself up over it. it. It literally is as simple as admit it, talk to him about it. That's that. If you feel inside, you know, like, man, I really didn't want to do that. I don't know why I did that. It's as simple as simple conversation saying, I'm sorry, I didn't want to. I don't know where it came from. Even sometimes not a conversation. I mean, uh, the Bible says the, the Spirit will make utterances for the, you know, the things that we can't. Um, the remorse is inside you. God reads the. How does he say it? He reads the heart. He knows the desires of the heart. Yeah. If you're living in repentance, you feel bad. You know it's there. You know that that repentance could be as simple as a lifestyle, the way you walk, the way you live, and God sees that, and He sees what we don't. So we can't judge somebody for that. But the the way that is, like that forgiveness has to be there. We, right. And, and we how often do we condemn people for that though? That's, we see an action and we hold yeah. that over their head. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. That's or even. Um, or we beat them up, even though they're already beating themselves up. Yeah. Yeah. Or we talk to somebody else about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, all, that's, that's none of our business. That's no, not. Well, and, and then on that, this is something I don't. I don't understand yet. I, I know what it says, and and I want to learn it, but I don't. I don't. And it's uh, Romans one seventeen. It was so important to me that I wrote it across a whole Took page. Up the whole thing. Yeah. Romans what? Romans uh, one seventeen, which in the NASB it's it's um, so compacted that I never found what I found in it in in the Passion translation. In the NASB, it says for for in it. I guess we start in sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. For salvation to <clears throat> to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and then to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written. But the right righteous one will live by faith. But in the in the Passion, it it made a lot more sense to me. It says this gospel that he talks about. Well, sixteen says, "I refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of God, liberating power." God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ, for I am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved, the Jew first, and then people everywhere. 
This gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness, a perfect righteousness given us, given to us when we believe, and it moves us. And that's really the part that really hit me. And it moves us from receiving life through faith, which that's the forgiveness the coming to Christ. Is it moves us from receiving life through faith, and then from there it moves us to the power of living by faith. This is what the scripture means when it says we are right with God through life-giving faith. Makes sense there. I like that. It's, it's, it's very good. I just do it like <clears throat> I think that last part where it takes you to power of living by faith could eliminate a lot of those things. Even the guilt tripping yourself. Yeah. Eliminate it because there's power of life by by faith. Hmm. That makes sense. Who's there? Oh. So yeah, that's why I wrote it down. I, I wanna I wanna learn it. I wanna I wanna use it in my life. I have to save it. I'm going through Ephesians right now, but afterwards we'll switch over to Romans. There was uh <laughs> There was something that, oh, we should really, this is really the, the topic that we talked about that we have there, how to live by the Spirit on a daily basis. So after, and have we been on since I came out of my misery? Not really, have we? No, I think uh, it kind of started. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of Our started, first one, yeah, yeah because yeah. the the last but podcast was the Back to Basics one, so yes. that was right out of that. Yes, it was. That uh, was before we went to Dan Moller. So yep. what I've seen, once I made that decision to go to Dan Moller, we've talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. As soon as I decided to go to Arkansas to Dan, see Dan Moller and Todd White, uh, there was a blessing in my life where I think it was me and Abe that talked about it that like when I go to heaven and business, I hear, hear him very clearly, my, the spirit. I don't doubt it. I know. I don't. I have like no, no doubt in my mind that he speaks to me and what he's speaking is true. Yeah. And then you get back and it's like, I don't think he quits speaking. It just, I don't think I hear him. And it seems like it, I can never get it to the point over here like I do over there. And some of that is environment, I think. Yeah. But what I realized, like as soon as we decided we were going to go to Arkansas, that's pretty much what happened. It, not not every day, but whenever, whenever I wake up grumpy in the morning, because mm-hmm. there was there was a Sunday, uh, Saturday I decided I was going to go to church. It's not last Saturday, Saturday Sunday because we weren't here, but it was Sunday before. Mm-hmm. I decided I was going to go to church. Well, Sunday morning I couldn't get myself to go. I really just did not want to go. So I decided to stay home. And then when I got up, I don't know what I'm going to do. When I got up, I had a desire to just. Study the word. I had a love for the word. I don't think I've ever had it to the extent I had that Sunday. I, I, uh, and it, it's not that I read much. Like maybe you've talked about it a little bit. It's not that I read that much, but I, um, I had a fondness. Think every time I think about the word, like it was, what was it? What do they call it? A, a, a soft. <laughs> I forget now. But there's, yeah, there's, there was like a soft feeling about it. So I got all warm and fuzzy. That's the one warm and fuzzy feeling. (laughs) The word gave me a warm and fuzzy feeling, buddy. Yeah. So 
at first I sat down at the table and I was going to just read like my Bibles. Well, I found one. I couldn't find the other one. I finally found both of them again. Back in my backpack. Where, where was it? Where did you find the card? she found it. Oh. I don't know. You forgot the video. Take a step back and look. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> so she found that. I put them back in my backpack. They go where I go. Yeah. Like it used to be. What I had lost. But anyway, so I sat down. I have my book that I'm going to write notes in. I have my Bibles. I have my, my tablet. We're going to sit and look at this. And... Um, or just study the word, and I sat down. I'm like, you know what? If somebody comes out of here, I'm going to be disturbed. Like right in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. And then the verse came to mind. Like when you pray, go in the innermost room. So I did. Went in my study. Straight off. Marcia came home. The kids came home. My, one of my boys got up. Went to the to the kitchen, and I wasn't disturbed. But it was like it. It would. Some mornings I'd get up and I was just grumpy. Didn't want to go to work. Everything was wrong, but I would notice it shortly after. And I'm like, a few times I remember I decided after whatever I was doing, I was going to go sit down, take some time, and see if I could get that back, the presence. Mm-hmm. I never got there. <laughs> yeah. It was back. Heck yeah. Every time. And then we went to Arkansas, and <clears throat> we went like to two sessions. I have three sessions every day, two days. We went first day. It was very good. Dan Moeller had the first one. Todd White had the second one. We had eaten a lot. I almost fell asleep. And you can't really, can't really uh, <laughs> comprehend a whole lot when you're trying to keep your eyes open. You almost fall asleep. But it was, it was really good overall. But then for the evening, we didn't go back. And the next day, we didn't go back. And it was also one of those things. I almost felt guilty about it because, like, that's what we came for. Like, when I decided to come here, it was there was blessing, spiritual yeah. blessing in that. Not outside of that too, but I, I felt them very close to me after that. Heard them like we're, I don't doubt it, and I, I didn't understand it. I still don't because we didn't go. But in the evening we had conversations, good conversations. Like how how do we, what Dan talks about? How do we be how how do we be Christians? Yeah, <laughs> not for us. How, because that's what he talks about. He said, you're not a Christian for yourself. You're a Christian for everybody around you. Your Christ-likeness, Christian, Christ-likeness, makes sense. it's not for yourself. Let your light shine. Yes. Yeah. Be a light to the world or whatever. That makes sense. Why, that, the way that would be worded that, I guess the, well, even still, to an extent, you have to be Christian for yourself. Yes. I, I, so I, I think uh, there's, a, there's a building up phase. Okay. You, you need, I think you need to find... Or just take some time and, and and grow up to a certain point, to some confidence. Get past the milk stage. Yeah, I think so. But because blind leading the blind is not going to get you anywhere. That that I could see. That that makes more sense. Because now now you're kind of going into stuff that we talked about earlier in the week, like the people around us, the the impact that we actually have on people in our daily lives. We uh, didn't realize I, it. No, we didn't. I but didn't. the that goes to that. I think part of the the things we've dealt with in the last year have been we were still kind of on milk, not yeah. really thinking about it. Or went backwards. Yeah, we, yeah or, or we went backwards. Yeah, back. What does Dan Moeller say about backsliding Christians? They, did, <laughs> they must have never slid forward. <laughs> so, no, anyway, so with that, we were impacting people's lives around us unknowingly while we, we ourselves were not prepared for that. 
we were we weren't even impacted our own lives yet, oh, yeah. ready to do that. And and I think we, I won't say we did damage, but I think we, we really. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we did damage. No. And I, I still wouldn't do it any differently. No, I wouldn't either. Because we left a good impact on those people. For a long time, I, I don't know if we left a good impact. But we left a good impression. Yes. Very good. Because I, I know I, I've gotten off. some feedback from that, and you know things that that I never would have seen coming. Yeah. Like just blew me out. Just I was not prepared for that. And to see that, like the to think about what people look up to, to see a person's life change. The same way we look at other people, we were that for for a lot of people, so, and that was but, not something we were prepared for. But even at that, maybe we should get a little bit of depth on how we did that because we didn't. Not we knowingly, didn't go preach the word really. We lived our life, yeah. but, but we lived the word. We did. That's the, true. We did live the word. Well, to the I, best of I, our I'm abilities, a, we yeah. might have screwed right. up a bunch, yeah. but we <laughs> we tried. Royally screwed up. <laughs> yeah, but, but we did try. Yes, we. And that's what we talked. In one of the podcasts we talked about that instead of. Instead of, uh, there's so many people that, and it, I think if you're a leader, it's great to have some little verse, mm-hmm. um, an inspirational little text. Like a quote or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But everybody does it. I mean, everybody. You see them on, on WhatsApp, on the they statuses. Don't, they don't use, they use the same one. It's the version Bible app. But I mean, even, even quotes that people have said, like oh, okay. that they're good, that are kind of inspirational. Yeah. Even that, like they, there's... They 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 read it, it hit them, and then they want everybody else to see the same thing. Yeah. But instead, like that's what we talked about, like live it out. And that's I think that's what we did. Like we 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 let other people read our book by the life we lived, and not well. We didn't so much. Yeah, and, and I think it wasn't it wasn't strangers. It was just our immediate. And it wasn't trying either. It was no, very it natural. wasn't. Yeah, it was literally. I know for like myself, it was in trying to find for myself. What the Bible was, yeah, it was impacting the people around us, yeah. like I, or around me, and it was joyful. And, oh, it was. I mean, that back to basics. That, that last podcast we had, that yeah, was it it really opened up a lot because all this stuff that that was gone is it's not back, but it's coming back, right? Yeah, it's it, I'm not there, but I'm, I'm finding some of it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's gotten back to like now. I I, I was talking to Daniel about this the other day, one of my buddies. The whole, like, let, let's go to the faith healing. I had completely given that up. Mm-hmm. I was lost. You know, there was three years where everybody around us was was dealing with things. I never got the slightest itch for anything. No, me either. COVID hit. I never felt nothing. I didn't get colds. I didn't get nothing. I was just done. And you call it ignorant, call it stupid, call it what you want. I don't care. I just, nothing phased me. Not the slightest bit. Now, all of a sudden, sinus infection, <laughs> stomach bug, and, and these things, like, and they hit you, and you're like, man, you know, what the heck? What, where, where was, where's this faith that was here? Yeah. It's gone. It and it's just not. The faith is there. Yeah. But we just the, activate it. We're, we're living the times, of, what, what the apostles said when they asked Jesus, you know, how come we couldn't cast this one out? We're living in the unbelief. We don't push the belief to the side. But see that uh, even in that, there's a good phrase in that. There's there there is room for that. Why doesn't it work? Like you finally realize we realized we yeah. uh, we're backslidden or whatever you want to call it. But we we weren't what we used to be. And well, I think we put that. the blinders back on. Yeah, I don't know. Is it Todd White or Dan Muller talks about you know putting the blinders on? Somebody does. I don't even remember now who. But it, now now in my opinion, it's time to take the blinders back off because now we see where we screwed up. 
I or at least to an extent. We we kind of know the general yeah. area where we done dropped something. And now but I am better than that. Yeah, because now there's there's a um, experience that wasn't there. That's true. But also, mm. I've never even at that time I never had the spirit so clearly, and I never had the love for the word like I do now. Like I, said, yeah. I don't read it a lot, but when I do, I'll read a verse or something. And just like, oh, let's sink in. Yeah. But I haven't I haven't gotten that part back yet. No, no, it's it, it's coming. Like I yeah, I well. I'm, I know it's all coming back. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm I'm thinking it's gonna come back better because now this was one of those tests by fire. We really yeah, burned, or I did. I burned myself. I burnt myself out. I was I was about ready to say we're done. Just we, we're trying so hard, nothing's coming out of it anymore. And now we're finally through that fire. Now we're seeing seeing the I guess the light at the end of the tunnel again. Well, I've, yeah. I've never, like I said, I've never uh, been at home and re- around where I work. Never had, and I, I've gone back to work, like straight up at the shop, the yeah. diesel shop, back to work there. And I can't hardly get myself to leave. I enjoy it there. And then the, even that, the, when we did Ty Gooch's truck, he, I don't think he realized it was prophetic, but he said, you're right where you need to be. You're, you're, this is your mission field. And I see it now. Well, I, don't, I could, can't say I see it. I feel like I'm in the right spot. I don't, I don't see what the mission field is going to look like yet, no. but I feel like I'm in the right spot. So I had a really good talk with Simon today, and he actually shocked me a little bit because uh, we talked on a such subject that normally when I talk to people, they just can't do that click. No. They can't imagine it in their minds. And um, he he said to me, man, I wish God would just like tie a red soap on me and pull me towards exactly what he wants for me. And I said, well, you actually don't want that and he's like huh and i said to know god's plan completely you have to be perfect in all ways and you are not so god can't do that because you would need to die all your sin would need to be gone no and we now we are in sin now, and we we would see and joy in ignorance, not knowing all that is per, 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 perfect, and the the that's that's why God put us where we are now. No, it's like yeah, you've got free would sell, and you get to choose. No, but if God just said, oh, no, now you understand everything, no, you can't, because you're not God. You are not made perfect yet. No, so I'm like, the less sin that you have, the more gifts you will get, because God can... you 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 use you in a more per- perfect way, and you really see that. And guys like Moses and 
David and all them, the farther away they got from those old sinful selves, the more God could soothe them and the more God could do would sift them. With uh, with that, though, look, like Moses, when you said Moses, what about when Moses went back and got drunk? Because that was after he, he had gotten the people out of uh, Egypt. Well, yeah. And then even David. David committed murder after. Right. So, well, and Noah, too. Yeah. So there's, got but there's also drunk the after the flood. God sees us as, as righteous. What do you mean? That he sees us as completely right. There's no sin, no flaw. Where? I don't know. <laughs> That's oh. one that kind of. Oh, I'm I'm gonna need a little bit of evidence. Uh, Romans is part of that. Really? Yeah. If you le- read it, that, that that's one I, I would like to see. If we can find that, uh, that's something I'd I'd really like to read into because I, I it makes sense to me what you're saying about the lesson you have the the more he can use you, but at the same time it's it's kind of. The entire New Testament was basically using guys that were not perfect, that were yeah. often trouble. Yeah. Uh, the apostles that did some of the greatest works, and like Paul, Paul was terrible. Oh yeah. Uh, Peter, you know, all of yeah. them, they were terrible, but yet they were used to to change an entire world. Yeah. So let me, let me make a note of what, what about I just said. Mary Magdalene, look how he used her. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. Like. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. But oh, we've been waiting for you to. Uh, you don't have to be perfect to serve God. Yeah. I don't want anybody to get that image or in their head. Yeah. If you waited till you was perfect to serve God and and tell your friend over there or your neighbor about Jesus Christ, you'll never get her done. Yeah. Because you ain't never going to be perfect. Yeah. Especially as long as you're in this world. <laughs> and another thing, the one thing you guys are talking about here is relying on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You have to rely, like you and your warm and fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> the English. I like it. The, it's, it's very nice. Did you get goosebumps? Uh, not, not in the word, but uh, on, when the Spirit speaks, I do. Well, I usually get a lot of tears more than goosebumps. In the English world, we call it the Holy Ghost bumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's when and most that's when God is really touching you and got you in his arms. So on, on that note, um, what, what Ty Gooch was saying, that I was exactly where I needed to be. We ended up going, me and, uh, and this is... I think the reason why Spirit did it just to kind of show me that there is no wrong way. Because uh, the way I grew up, movies, television, it's all evil. It's all bad. We went and watched Top Gun, Maverick, in, in the theater. And there's a, there's a scene where Maverick is back on the aircraft carrier. And one of his superiors is behind him. Well, he, first he's just overlooking the sea. And he says, Goose, talk to me. Goose died in the, in the first uh, movie, first Top Gun. And he says, Goose, talk to me. And then uh, his superior from behind him, the black guy, says, uh, Maverick, you're exactly where you need to be. I was in the middle of the theater. I was fighting tears. I, it, was, it was like it was so prophetic. 
I, I, it, I, it was exactly what Ty said, and I know it's right. Like, it, and it's again, it's it seems like once he gives you confirmation, like they come from every corner. How many times during that two days, three days, what, what wherever this was transpiring? How many times can you remember hearing that phrase? You're exactly where you're supposed to be. So I, I think the only one time I've, I've thought about it a lot there. Uh, yeah, but how many times? I can't say I've heard it anywhere else. Just those he two. He put it before you in a movie. Yeah. He put it before you when you were studying. Well, yeah, when I was studying, it was it was just a, a love for the word. I haven't. But heard if you think about it, you thought it, or somebody said it in front of you. During them three days or whatever it was of transformation. This this was pretty much a week apart. Because Ty Gooch was Saturday. The Saturday before, when we went and watched the movie, was, I think, Sunday. So it was a week and a day apart. Well, that just goes to show it only took a week and a half for God to get to the message. (laughs) Thanks, goal. Took a little while for it to sink. Well, it's like Paul. You you don't think Paul, Paul had plenty of people telling him that he was doing wrong, persecuting the Christians? I don't know. Think about that. They were all scared of him. You think anybody had the guts to tell him he was wrong? <laughs> I well, yeah. maybe maybe not tell him, but I'm sure he, plenty of people were sitting there as soon as he wasn't looking. That guy, he, he screwed but up, he but. In, in his mind what he was doing was exactly where God had yeah. put him, and yeah, he wouldn't change him, his yes. mind for nothing. Single-minded. He, yes. Yeah. It, he was living he living was, a biblical in his mind. Yeah. A biblical. Yeah, well, a, a religious life, it was, yes. following it, it to the T, as yes. far as what he thought was right, and he was he was persecuting the the new faith, as we would call it now, yeah. the modern church. Oh man, yeah. Did if you, you think about that, it, if you think about it, it fits exactly. It does. I know what you're saying. And what, I just wanted to make sure you know you're saying that live, like <laughs> it's on recording. Yeah. Uh, and and it like nothing could change his mind. It took a an appearance from, from Jesus himself on the road to Damascus for that man to change his mind. Yeah. You talk about a hard head. So on, I think Peter's got Paul's gonna be beat. On on that what? I think Paul's got me beat. Yeah, hard. yeah. You didn't have to yeah. go blind at least. No. Yeah. But it, well, he hey, you know what? Blinded. There for a little while you weren't far from it though, so it took you a little bit. <laughs> but but they get a like on, on that on that subject right there, what you said. So that's kind of like uh uh History is doomed to repeat itself. Yes. So are, are we repeating that right now? How think, much of of Christianity is doing the exact same thing as the Pharisees and and the Christians at that point? Absolutely, absolutely, freaking And the thing is, something I've assisted in that myself. Yeah, definitely. But, but we never thought about it that no, way. No, we didn't. Because we we were taught in a in in that kind of same religious. Um, uh, that same lifestyle as what the Pharisees did, where we were taught into a tradition, not really even, you wouldn't look at it as, as religion, you wouldn't look at anything, it's just, it's just tradition. This is how we were brought up. This is how our grandparents did it. Yeah. We, were, we were basically brainwashed into this. It was basically... If you're a believer, this is what you do. Exactly, yeah. yep. And if you walk outside of this, you're no longer a believer. Right. But we, we didn't take the time to look at it for ourselves, and now that we've kind of started looking at this for ourselves and trying to prove it and going through these last three years the way we have. And even though this last year has been kind of miserable, but all this time before leading up to this, 
we were on that other side yes. receiving the same style of persecution, not to the extent. I mean, no. we didn't have to worry about dying because of the things we said. There's well, probably we, some people that thought that, but <laughs> nobody, well, but nobody we, had the guts to carry that out. We, so, we, yeah. we live in Texas. That's right. That's we, why you don't have the guts to carry law. that out. But and we, have, we, we like that law. The, it's, it's, it's true, and it, it's... So I guess... Maybe Paul could be even kind of an example. Why are we here? Because of the zeal we had for... Because I've had a desire to do what's, what was right for, since I was very young. And I did it as, as well as possible. But, and then, like I said, we, I persecuted other people. I mean, I, I talked back down on, on the, what we would call the modern, the new day churches, as I would yeah. call it, which you could say that's the old church because that was back when Jesus was alive. The thing is, if, if you really think about it, even now, to an extent, we still do that. Even seeing this, even talking about this, exactly what we're saying that that is done even to us, do we still do it? Do we still carry that exact same thing towards other people? I don't know. Do we? I think so. Anything is. How do you figure? Okay, so how much of where would the line be to how far you can go before it's considered not holding accountable but judging? I um, I'm pretty easy to release it because the the way I look at it is, if the father cared enough for me when I was so lost and he found a way to correct me, he will do it for somebody else. Okay, so I leave. I, it I agree, but that that's not not really what I'm talking about. Maybe I, I worded that wrong, but what I'm kind of referring to is, let's say, between the the main sects of Christianity right now, where we're at, what would we be considered? Evangelical, or we've considered kind of borderline charismatic. Charismatic. Okay, so think. would we be considered conservative Christians or progressive Christians? I think it would be progressive. I don't think so. You think so? You, no. once, once you look into progressive Christianity, yeah. we are but still outside that of that. Isn't that repurposed? What do you mean? The that, progressive? Possibly, but that's what. I, so the, okay, so let's let's use that. That that actually fits perfectly. Let's say that's repurposed. Let's say somebody took that and and used it for something else. So. Let's let's use progressive Christianity for what it is today, and let's you let's just say we're conservative. Because if you think so, about the word progressive, it's a good word. It is progress. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It, it, but at the same time, that in itself means it's a bad word. In this situation, yeah, in this situation, it does because it, well, because yeah. that means we've progressed and changed what the original belief was. Uh, to, uh, well, but progressing and changing, in, as long as it's according to the word, is a good thing. But if, if uh, it's what, according to the what, word, yes. What, what, what's now considered progressive Christianity, they, they went outside of that, way outside. Yeah. They have twisted it in order to make the word suit suit life. So it, it, now, let's say let's say we use we keep on the word progressive. Look at biblical times, and now what we found. Christianity has progressed, and we have regressed. We've gone, well, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. we, we, we started here, yeah. we, we ended back. up here, and then we decided, let's go back to here. So, what are we, regressive Christians? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, too. I mean, it makes honest. sense, right? Yeah, it does. Well, so, we're, we're progressive, regressive. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, if you look in the Bible, a lot of people do that. What do you mean? Because they go good, mm-hmm. and then they start to get off. And then they get to a point, and then they're like, man, what, what, what's, uh, what went wrong? And then they get that t- t- time that they turn around. And 
they go, oh, I got off. Yeah. No, I got into the sins, and I need to go back. So would that be God. a second point of repentance? Pretty much. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah, well, yeah, repentance is change of mind. Tur- yeah, to turn yeah. around. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's another, yeah. I think repentance a lot of times is, is taught in a different way. But yeah, absolutely yeah. would be. Yeah. But I, I think the, like, the, the church that Paul was persecuting was considered the progressive church, even though it was its Jesus' time, yes. church. Yeah, I, I agree. For, for its time, that's exactly what it was. But that, that's kind of why. kind of what we would call nowadays the, 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 the charismatics. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Because, I mean, like it or not, the charismatics... It is biblical. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Because yeah. that's when, when people ask me kind of what I would consider myself, that would be where I would rank myself. Yeah. Because I don't I, really I'm have a denomination it, that I would. Yeah, exactly. We're, <laughs> I am a failing charismatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Learning into it. Sure, yeah. What's, uh, what's the word when you have a job but you don't get paid for it? I am an intern. Yes. Yeah. Very dedicated. Intern. I am a, a prospect <laughs> that has not yet yeah, earned my yeah, path. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We still clean the bikes. Working That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Big time. Yep. Under construction. That's right. Yeah. But it's true. And it's, but so you were talking about holding them accountable. I, I mean, what, what can you do? There's well, not, you can't, but that, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, so with Paul judging the church mm-hmm. and persecuting the church, in his mind, he was doing what was right. Right. What did he do? He pushed them further to what they were doing. He did. But at the same time, the, the punishment, the, the things that they did that the Pharisees had him do was in their, at their time considered right yes. for, a, for yes. a heretic or, or a, a blasphemer. Absolutely. So with that, they were passing a judgment. But what kind of like nowadays you always you, you see all these people say only God can judge me. You know, you know, don't judge people, all these things that half of that's bull crap. Because the Bible even says, don't you know that we are called to judge angels? Like Paul said that. So in, in those situations, what is considered judgment that's fair even amongst people? As far as us amongst other Christians, at what point do we open our mouths and correct? I think correction comes with a, a certain relationship. Because this is, you remember last week, this was kind of got, what got heated between, between all of us when we were talking about this, was some of it was judgment. Do we open our mouths to correct somebody? Do we open our mouths I think if it's a anything? brother, yes, but it comes with relationship. I don't think you can judge. But what if you see a, a somebody that, is, that, that calls themselves a Christian, but you openly see that transgression? Like, like it's, it's something that they're open to the world. If I don't know them, I'm, I'm going to keep it to myself. Exactly, but is, is that... I think That's so. The question. Because the is that is, what we do, or are we supposed to speak out? I mean, until I learn differently, I believe that's it. Because I think to correct you has to be a relationship. The, <clears throat> the book says that we're not to judge those on the street, meaning those that are outside of God's house, right? Or not practicing, supposed to be practicing a relationship with Christ. That said, they've confessed that they're. God is their Lord and Savior. But also scripture says discern the spirit of those around you in the church. There's a very fine line there between judgment and discerning discerning. that spirit. Yeah. Yeah. But also the thing is that a lot of how we failed is we've let those people that are outside of the church change our homes. I don't see that. 
Well, I was curious. Like, how, how do you mean? Like, I, I think I kind of get it because it, it, um, if, well, correct me if I'm wrong. You're talking kind of like the things we allow in, TV, things like that, that we've let these things that are worldly and not really Christian-like at all, we've let that kind of manipulate our families. But what, what, I mean, because the thing is, I, I've paid attention to what my kids watch. Yeah. And Disney's one of the ones that's under fire right now. Because they've got some really stupid decisions that they've made. Oh, they have. I agree. But if you look at their movies, there's great, great teachings in them. In some. Some of them are, are a little off. But yeah, most of them... But the thing is, in all reality, you could take something that, that even was written bad, and you can find it... And it, I think this might be a hard set, but you can find a biblical principle in something that was not written by a Christian. Maybe it is. Uh, Amen. Because yeah, yeah. it's kind of like you, you've said it to me in the past... Uh, you should be able to listen to a preacher even if you don't like the preacher and get something out of the message. And I, I think TV is kind of the same thing. There is there is stuff in everything you watch that if you pay attention, if depending where your heart is, you will find something. Because another one that was very controversial was Turning Red. Yeah, I remember you talked about that on the, the last podcast too. Was it the last podcast? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. It was a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I have a friend, and he's Asian, and he said that he had watched it, and he... he f- he said he had never seen a movie that really brought honor to the Asian culture like that one did. So it kind of got there, and I think there's there's something to honoring culture too. So who who were the ones that were really lighting it up? Like who were the ones really bashing it? It was Christian, yeah, Christian people. But a lot of it was it was about because well, it, was, is, it was supposedly was sexualized. I just don't so see that. How, how much of of the world do we not look to often condemn for those things though? Like, what do you mean? like as Christians in general, to nitpick at the at movies like that is kind of what you're yeah, saying. Not even just movies, but music, yeah. like all of it. Like the entire world is basically sexualized. Yes. Well, Christians are worse than everyone. Oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of a given. everything you see is somehow evil. Yep. Unless you're dressed from head to toe. <laughs> so you're saying the Muslims have it right? Uh, if you ask some Christians, they sure would be. Because I think I think we've. We've really screwed that up. I don't even know how you would put it in a way that's going to be fair. Or that's going to it's going to come off as as meaning well. I don't necessarily know that I even do mean well, but <laughs> if everything we look at and, and we've made it a sexual thing, the issue isn't really with the people that we sexualize in our minds. It's with us. So, Amen. quit passing the blame. To everybody else, and look in the mirror and yeah. find the problem. That's a yeah. fair. Well, it goes back to what we talked about. Yeah. yeah, not even just hold yourself accountable. Just realize that the issue is not with just the world, but it's with you. And, and the best way to change the community or people around you is with living something where people can read your book, buy your life, yeah. and and want it. Yeah, I believe that. I I that's what I want to fight for. That's what God's talking about when He says being being a talks so much about being a good witness. Well, and I think what you said earlier about uh, confronting somebody that we don't know that professes to be a Christian. I don't think there's very many people that are professing Christians or or at least mean to be good, like that try to walk a good life, that that stray away, that don't have somebody around them that will hold them accountable. So it's not. If I, the thing is, I, I think it's. I, I think you're on the right path with that. I don't think it's that they have somebody that will hold them accountable. It's that they have people that could hold them accountable. You get what I mean, right? But yeah. even at that, so because I just, 
I don't see it without a relationship to hold somebody accountable. I, I don't see it. And I'm uh, not saying you I'm might be right, but that's why I was asking. Where's that line? Because think about to me, it's relationship. So let, let's let's look at like encounter as an attendee, not as a server. What's one of the first things that that this talked about when when anything sexual comes up, any of those things come up, find an accountability partner. Yeah. Yeah. Does it help? No. Why? I don't trust them. Well, even if you there's tell, part like, of it. What yeah. else? So, so there's a lot more. I I followed some of that. Like tell your wife every time that you fall to okay. pornography. You know what that did? Made it worse. Oh yes. I and I, I never did. I even after so. When when I got back, I, I, for a little while I was really good, and then it wasn't, and it was hard. <laughs> like you come back and apologize, and then later you, you get caught, and then you apologize again. And I, I don't remember how many. I think it was. It might have been once, maybe twice that that it came up after, and and Lisa found out. I I never had to rat myself out. I got in trouble for it. So, so the spirit rats you out. So you might as well just <laughs> yeah. deal with it. If you're dealing with it, right come out there. because it's not going to hide. So well, I, I told Marcy, I said, if you want to know, you just ask me. Yeah. I will never. I I told her I when before I got married, I told myself I will never lie to that woman, and I still haven't. I have blurred that line sometimes by being misleading, and I see that now. And misleading. I, yeah, it's the same thing. Just doesn't feel quite as guilty, but it's the same thing as lying. But uh, I, I told her, if, if, if I, said, I won't tell you. It, it's, it hurts you too much. It hurts me too much. I, it's not, I'm not going to do it. So if you want to know, you ask me, I'll tell you. I'll never lie to you. Yeah. That's it. And she has, I think, if, I forgot that she usually listens. <laughs> Herman's going to be in trouble. Yeah, probably. Um, she, but she has gotten to the point because she also realized well, while I was going through this and we're trying to figure out how this how to make this work, she realized that she, she needed to get to the point where she was also well, where she didn't see it as that I did it because I didn't like her or she wasn't pretty enough. Because if you look at it, like when we finally started talking about it, I realized that the devil attacks it both way for both of us yeah. on opposite directions. For me, it's pornography, and it's it's quick indulgence. Mm -hmm. For her, it's well, I'm not good enough. That's why he does it, and that was never the case. Yeah, ever. I don't think it ever is. Like, the number one thing for men is pornography, right? And obviously, Devil's really good at his job because he well, doesn't figure that out. It, it is, but it it affects all men whether they like it or not. And then what do they say? It affects 25 percent of all women as well. Mm -hmm. So, oh, it's up now. So let, let's yeah. say it affects 90% of men in the world and say it affects even 30% of the, the women. So how much of the entire population there is, is pretty much screwed so with the, this, this issue? This is another thing me and Marshall talked about. Like, and I, I, <clears throat> I used to think this way, and I'm like, surely that's not true. And, but Marshall brought this up after reading that book, uh, A Guide to Greater Sex or something. I'll have to look it up. Very, I've been like two hours, and it's a very, very good book. And if you think about before the fall, Adam and Eve were naked. Mm -hmm. Didn't see any problem with that. After the fall, obviously they did because they seen what was right and wrong. But Jesus paid for that. Now there's a choice. You can you can live where you see right and wrong, yeah. or you can live the way they did before that. 
but that takes some growing out of that or whatever. So if that is true, it is possible for a man, I think, to grow spiritually to the point where you could look at a completely naked woman, a very beautiful one, and not it be sexual. Now that is a dream for me. But it has if, if Jesus died for to to get us back to where Adam was before the fall, then that is possible. I very much think yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Why, no, yeah. why don't we pursue that instead of sitting there talking about filters? Yeah. Filters. Well, it's another thing oh, to push up the counter the phone. Times. And it's not just in counters. Yeah. It's everywhere. You gotta oh. have an internet filter. Who's gotcha. gonna put one between your ears? Nobody. Nobody. No. They haven't created one yet. And it's like that the, next the million guy. dollar idea. Nick, you're into weird crap like this. <laughs> Devise a filter that you can shove between a person's ears. That's this. This is like the the skit guys. You get what I mean, right? Yeah. The the skit guys when he chisels, he's like, "Yeah, you have a problem with loss? No, I don't. I can do whatever I want." Yeah. It's that. There's no filter. There's no accountability. There's nothing. Uh, you're right. Hundred percent. That that is the issue. But where do we? How do we teach that to people to say? I think it's you know, growing in process. We have what do you pers- mean? I, th- I think this is the same thing. I think as we as we grow into this, learn it. Of course, you have to realize this might be possible, or it is, or kind of, I guess, kind of look into the word. Is it? Is this? Does this match with the word? Is it possible? Well, yes, it is, unless the word is a liar, and it's not. So no. I will find you the verse to back that actually too. So if it's if it's if it's truth, then now we've set our sights on on growing to that, and I think the the greatest way we can change the people around us for the better is what we're doing now. I don't know how many people listen to this. Yeah, there's but really no way to they, know. But they might, whoever does, to, to some it'll speak, and, and they will set their sights like we do now. And they will have people around them that'll see the change in their life and from that want the same thing and, and want to live that and maybe ask about it or whatever. Instead of posting little uplifting messages on Facebook. Why don't you just live your life the way you read that little uplifting little verse? Yeah. What's all I know? cycle, you know, I always say that the child's not a word in the Bible that says you cannot reach well, Elijah God. No, that you cannot reach where Enoch got. No, the the Bible never says, oh, you can't do this. Well, it specifically says you can. That's uh, Aaron's looking it up right now, but Second Peter 1.10, uh, the NASB. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all more diligent to make certain about his calling and choice of you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. Yeah. So there, there well, is even, kind of an answer to that. But okay, so even the abundantly supplied, the abundantly supplied is here. Because up there, you don't need no supply. Yeah. Yeah. It's the kingdom. No. That's good. I need to write that down. Yeah. What, what, what's all? And you First just Peter? think about Elijah. He did not even have to be in the same place, and he knew what the king thought in private. Now, he could do that. The spirit was with with, with him. 
No. And he found extreme favor with Sith God. Now, so why can't I do that? You know, I hear people all of the time say, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm like, why? Yeah. One thing, like what you just said there, this is one, it's kind of one of those conspiracy things, but what I would like to see, and there's no way to prove this one way or the other, when you said Enoch, the spirit was with him, was the spirit actually with him? The spirit was never really poured out in the Old Testament. Not completely poured out. It was, yeah. it was set on people every now and then for, but the, for a time. But it never talks about it. So it says, like the way it's worded of, of Enoch is, and uh, how is it? Oh, I literally went blank now when I mentioned that. Should have <laughs> like wrote it completely, down. Completely. Well, I, I should have looked it up before. But it, it just says that, that he, he didn't die. Like he was, you know, and he was not. So he was taken up to heaven. But what I, what the reason I'm asking, I'm curious, is did he communicate through the Spirit or did he literally <coughs> communicate with God? Bypass the Spirit, all of that. Because there's it, an answer to that in the Bible. There's not, but it's one of those things. It's an interesting it really thought. No difference anyway. No, it, it really won't make a difference. But it's, it's, it's a curiosity. It's Spirit, a, Holy Spirit, huh. God. Well, Jesus, whatever you want. Well, Elijah really saw in the spirit, though. Yeah. He could see. Well, I think the, the, isn't that kind of the point of the prophets? The prophets were the ones that were touched by the spirit, so they were, but the rest of the world right. wasn't really. Yeah. So was Enoch Back then, then just. But not now. Yeah, no, now it doesn't affect. Like, like you yeah. said, now we don't have any excuses. The spirit is poured over all of us. Yeah. The minute you accept Christ and, and you're baptized in the spirit, and that right there will probably cause a whole other topic in itself when we start talking about <laughs> baptism of the spirit who is and yeah. who isn't but back then since they weren't so does that just mean enoch was as a prophet that the spirit was on him because he was a prophet or or was he literally directly in contact with god because he was directly taken up without any really knowledge of any anything yeah. here. there's no no real history of it uh unless you read even the books of enoch which aren't really considered canonical so most of us don't even read them. Yeah. But so, so a very interesting thing, though, is so Matosis took the staff, right? And mm-hmm. God, God said, use the, the staff. And what's it that you will do my wonders, right? Yep. Then when Elalatsaja, what's it? When Elijah was taken up, what did he give Elijah? His cloak. Yep. So it's like, heal. Take this. And somehow that owl, what's in that thing? It's kind of a Smith Wigglesworth, the double outpouring of the Spirit. Kind of the yeah. same concept. That's yeah. As a really cool way to think about it. It's really interesting. Yeah, and then you you two also have the Ark of the Covenant too, yep. which Christ is the new Ark. No, that he, that he what what what's the new um, covenant made with with Seth God? Yeah. No, so it's let's like you you go back to these things and it's like. Was the power in the people, or or did they use the power 
through something else because Christ had not died yet. I think the power was directly in the artifacts at that time. Yeah. Because without the Spirit, we don't have power. Right, and but so, now it's poured out back yeah, then. Exactly, since it wasn't. That makes sense. That, and that also is why there was uh, things like, was it Elisha's bones brought someone back to life? Yeah. The yeah. power of the Spirit was in there, in the them bones, directly. Yeah. Well, see, here's yeah. another thing. I think that if, if, we, if we read through the Bible, it's in, we don't even have to read, go through verses, but you see clear evidence that everything produces after its own kind. Mm-hmm. An apple the tree fruit, can, yep. yeah, but even even people. Adam Adam fell. Adam ate from the fruit. Yep. And everything after him produced it after Adam, fallen Adam, yeah. not the one before. Everything produces after what you become. So therefore, when I believe when when we find when when now that we're looking for it and we we work to grow in the spirit to the point where it's not. The, the like lusting whatever even to the point where you could look upon a woman completely naked and not be an issue as we pursue that we will produce after our own kind the people around us like we talked about we mm-hmm. didn't realize how many people were producing after us in in a way and and I I think after a while they they will grow to the point where they can do the same thing they'll have a uh, people around them, the same thing will happen. And, yeah, it's a contagious, uh, yes. contagion, it will affect everyone else. Yeah. So I think that's the best way really to to leave change because I've, I've had a desire of seeing change in, in our community for the better. We have a very good community. It's, mm-hmm. it's not that like, we were talking, talked to a lady over lunch in Arkansas and she was talking about uh, how some spots like the you hear people getting shot or gunfire mm-hmm. at night. You just don't go out. I'm like, damn, that's that doesn't even sound like the U.S. Like, uh, what country do you live in? Yeah, like that. Uh, we we're so shielded. We are a very good community, but it doesn't mean there's no room for improvement. Oh, there's always room for improvement, especially yeah. I think for as far as chasing after Christ and becoming, becoming Christ-like. And for that, there's a lot. Of room yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there, there's a lot of room yeah. for that here because that that we can go to um, just just the amount of churches we have here. Yeah. Does anybody know what the total number of churches is in Gaines County? I don't know. Billions and billions. That's what it seems like, right? <laughs> too many? Possibly? I don't know. That's, like, how do you judge if it's too many? Well, what's, we all what? are at each other's throats at every mm. single church. Yeah. And then we have too There's many a lot of that. Yeah. I, I'm trying to stay out of that. Well, I agree. Like We, we shouldn't I think do that. that. Well, and I, that's I think why our, I say we have too many. The circle that we're in, we don't do that. No, I, 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 don't, I don't believe in denomination. Like That's just the way I am. I, I don't think denominations yeah. work. We've, we've basically put up barriers when we consider ourselves a denomination, no matter what we call ourselves, that we're right and everybody else is wrong. And as long as we don't yeah. run those, that's one stronghold we don't have to worry about tearing down. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't like that word. We're either, we are the church or... Well, it's also why I like the idea of um, being the church outside of th- a Sunday building. what I mean, because... I was studying this a little while back, and I need to go back through these notes because this is kind of right before all this kind of stuff really just piled up. Was the church and the synagogue? What's the difference? I don't know. I have it in my notes. I don't have my notes here with me today. I'm on the motorcycle, but there was something about the church was kind of the people that were there to study with Jesus. Like that was kind of the church. That's where all this kind of started. Mm-hmm. Was was people, and it wasn't in a building originally. Uh, he he preached by the lake. He preached anywhere on the shore. He preached at the wedding. You know, he everything he did was just kind of uh, spontaneous. 
But you realize even there, you remember what Jesus said to to the people when when they followed him across the other side of the sea. He said, "You're not here because because you want the word. You're here because I fed you." Where, yeah. So that kind of you just kind of ruined where, it. No. Where two <laughs> or more are joined. Yep. Yeah. In God's word, they're having church. Yes. People think church is a freaking building. No, don't have nothing to do with the building. Yeah. They're wasting their time arguing about the color of the carpet <laughs> or how big a park patio they're going to have. I think a good church can be very effective, but a lot of times that happens. Exactly what we're talking about happens. You're talking about the growth here. Yeah. yeah. We 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 lived here once before. We moved about back a year ago but back in 2008 me and my wife moved here and we built a place called the christian cowboy ranch we had little church services and team ropings and stuff and one of the things when we first got here was the amount of prejudice that we seen between the so-called American English towards the German folks. Didn't Mennonite? Most generally, they called them Mennonites. Yeah, uh, everyone knows who you talk about. <laughs> They're not Mennonites, but everybody knows you're talking about them. It, it was horrible to the point it made me sick to my stomach and made me want to fight. Because back then, I still had it when, when you really chipped me off. Why? I still tended to get very hard about it. But anyway, my point is, is now coming back, being gone 10 years, and then coming back, the amount of growth that me and Jeeva see in this whole area, and it's everybody. It's not just English. It's just not American. It's... The Mennonite community, the German community, people speak to one another on the street. They show some true love of God here. When we was here before, there was a lot of those folks you didn't speak to. If you spoke to them, they was going to look at, at you like, what are you doing talking to me? You're, no. You know? Yeah. And now we don't see that. No, we don't. That's... No. And it's awesome growth has been on in the last 10 years here. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're, I think we're on right track, but there's so much room for improvement, especially, I think, as far as sexualizing our, uh, like we talked about that, well, last, last podcast you were here, sexualizing the, the, the culture around us. Everybody, I mean, it seems like Christians do it more than anybody else. And the thing is, it, it goes back to what we talked about. We react instead of responding responding yeah. can give you a good answer for the problem, but instead of responding, we react. Mm -hmm. And then we shut it down completely. You can't be angry. You can't... Every, everything. And, and if really, if you follow that long enough, you become a Muslim. Well, with, like the book says, that escalated everything quickly. has to be done <laughs> in, well, I mean, in love. To be honest, Muslims at the time wore earth. No. 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 They wore... wore what saw the same branch that we kids came from. They just went off the path. No. 
and it's like Christ is in the book. Now, Christ is a actual prophet. If you go into a Muslim place and you say, I am a follower of Christ, they will leave you alone. Now you say, I'm a Christian. Oh, they've got major issues then. Well, and then there's the Catholic Church has a lot of problems. There's no denying that. But uh, listen to Randy Clark. I don't know if you ever finished the. Uh... I haven't finished it. I, I got really into it. Uh, it was really good. For what I have heard of it, it's really good, but I have not gotten a chance to go through it all the way yet. Because Randy Clark, which, first of all, the, the, the one church that has records of the church history is the Catholic Church. So yeah. They're the one of the few that ever were meticulous enough yes. to actually keep up with their time. Very meticulous records. Yep. So there's there's a respect that's due for that, but not just that. There's 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 some there's priests in there that really have a desire for Christ. Yeah. There is. You yeah. listen to um to, to Randy Clark and he, like he's he's had uh Catholic priests in his school. Yeah. That come well, to the his seminaries, healing, yeah. He's talked to, about to that. Seminary, yeah, where they learn about healing. And not just that, I didn't know this, but the Catholic Church apparently still has um, pretty much a, a uh, requirement where you can become a saint, or what they, what they consider a saint. Really? Kind of like St. Peter. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you can document that somebody got healed by, by your laying on hands or whatever, if it's documented, you, you're a saint. Yeah. And it's, I've heard that before. Yeah. So they're, it's, like I said, they've got a lot of problems, but so does everybody else. I think as oh, yeah. we all know, the, the original church was founded by the Catholic that's, Church. And there's, there's some respect, I think, that's there new is. there. Yeah. There is. And I don't think that means we respect the new pope, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think some of that has really gone sideways. Yeah. You, you think so? Yeah, <laughs> slightly. Yeah. They might have progressed too far. They yeah. forgot about the regressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the Catholic Church is so big. <laughs> that there are really awesome pop pot sorts. Like we well, the history of it, the, yeah. the Crusaders. Owe, oh man, there's some cool stuff in there. Yeah, we 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 see actually owe a lot of our metaphysical techniques that we still use today to nuns. Oh well, yeah. The, now, the church schools. was one of those big things for all medicinal, but at yeah. the same time, that can be argued. As as kind of a dark side to it as well. Why? Have you ever read the apocrypha, like any of the apocryphal books? Yeah. Where does the need for medicine come from? It comes from fallen angels. Right. All of those things came that but were not meant to be here. Even, yeah, I so guess you, that's you're basically right if, kind if, of if like we would have never introduced. We would have still rely on spiritual healing. Exactly. So it's kind of a yeah. taboo for for. Because I was going to throw at you what what um, Andrew Womack Andrew says. Womack about, says I think is he's right. He's right yeah. now. But the thing is, what you said. This is kind of if the, if it would have never been introduced, yeah. we would still rely very true on spiritual so healing. It, it kind of it, it speaks for God as well. It's, it's it kind of speaks for man's corruptness, but it speaks for God's good because yes. what the devil has his intended mercy. for evil, God will turn use for good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> his mercy really because I mean he's that's. Uh, <laughs> I think I don't think any of us ever think about it that way. But whenever we have something where like we go wrong or fall or whatever, stumble, yeah, it's like and or like we did. We we had a whatever months, year, whatever, where we kind of lost it, not intentionally, but we did. Yeah, we just right? lost our way. Yeah, but he, he's he's not. 
It's not going to hold it over our heads. No. Because I yeah. see that. I, I, I see that because of my kids. So my older son, that dude's a pain in the butt. But I, I see a lot of myself because I was that way. Oh, my problem child is yeah. my favorite. There's no, so, it, no big shame in failing. Exactly. And if you fail with God... Don't be re- don't be fretting over it, because I promise you, you're going to get an opportunity very shortly to do the same old thing and improve on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I was getting at the parable of the solvents. Which one? Um, the what's unwell? The master gives them a thought Salt and shale. Oh, yeah. And the one that he disliked the most was not the one that failed. It was what says the one who, do, who did. But it do never anything. says he disliked them the most. It just says he had three servants and he gave each one of them a share. But it never talks about really punished if it was a most. test or what it was. Huh? He got punished the most. He got punished the most. Yeah. 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 Angered him the most. Severe. Yeah. But, but that one, I don't, I don't know if that would really tie to what I was getting at is. So like like Jackson, he'll he's got a bad attitude, and then he's quick to anger, which I see see myself there because I used to be. I'm not now the way I was, but I, I used to be really bad about that. But now as a dad, when he does something like that, it'll piss you off, and and I'll get mad and I'll catch myself. But the thing is, no matter what, if at the end of it he comes over and says I'm sorry. That's all gone. That's uh, yeah. that's actually something I wrote down in my book <laughs> about loving. Like, what is love? Like, what the, this the example yeah. of if you squeeze there's an orange, no resentment. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you squeeze an orange and there's apple juice come out of it, you'd think there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I kind of want to try one of those oranges though. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you compare that to a Christian. So if let's say my kid, like Joshua, is the one that that pushes my. Uh, We've my, all got that one. <laughs> my yeah. boundaries of. Of uh, what I can take and, and what happened. What's the reaction? Well, again, there's reaction. Why not response? Yeah. But I, th- I think there's a way, again, I think there's a way to become love to the point where it's not rage. It's you might punish him, but in a loving way. And I yeah. care. Because if you, it, I just know for myself when I get mad, I react and I make decisions that I regret later. Yeah, irrational and quick. Amen. Yes. Yeah. So I still, and I decided not to do it right when I came home. Giovanni found a uh, bottle of whiskey beside Joshua's. I kind of heard about this table. Yeah. Well, it explains why he looks kind of like me now. While we were gone, I asked him if he stole chickens because he used to. That was the joke. <laughs> I remember. You, yeah, the other day we were at your house. You asked him that, but. Uh, I haven't asked them about it because I haven't felt this the right time yet. Okay. And it, it, and it could be as simple because he said, Giovanni was saying the bottle was almost empty. It could have been almost empty already because I keep all, all kinds of whiskey in my house. Uh, but, um, but you're a Christian. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it could have been as simple as he tried, just tried it uh-huh. just to see what it was like. Or it could be as bad as he polished almost the whole bottle off. What that is, I don't know yet. We needed to get to the bottom of that. But yeah. I decided not to, especially when we just got home and we've been gone for three days, it's not just like bringing down a hammer on the kid right as soon as we walk into the door. I agree. And, th- and this is one of those things like how many people 
will hear that and automatically think, what kind of parent are you to think that that's okay? It's not okay. We no, know that. But it's how are you going to react to it? When I have this conversation, I want to do it in a way where he will hear me. Yeah. Where yeah. he won't react to me, just like I don't want to react to him. Yeah. I want it to be a conversation where we both can learn. No. Like, why did you do this? Well, I can understand yeah. him and it'll hopefully teach him. Because yeah. I, I know I can speak from experience in this. Like, growing up, I, I know there was alcoholism there. Like, when I was a little kid, I, I know I know it was part of life. Like, on, on, from my dad, it's, it's what it was. Do I hold any type of resentment towards him for it? Not even the slightest bit. Right. It, it was there. That time has passed. We don't have to deal with that. Um, I'm one of the few, like, if you want to call it generational sin or whatever, I don't deal with that. I can have a beer. I can, I can drink when I want to, but there's no desire to. There's yeah. no tie to it. Nothing like that. I don't, I don't have any type of addiction for anything like that. But when I was a kid, I remember being able to drink from, like, if my dad had a beer, he had some, I, I was allowed to drink from that. I never was allowed. I I'm not gonna say I never did get drunk. I I remember specific times where I won't say any names. Where me and one of my buddies, where him and my dad were drinking buddies, that we did take off with like twelve beers. And we were kids. We should never have done this. And I remember how screwed up we were. So I have flashbacks of some of this stuff. But I I think back on it now, and they're kind of the things like as bad as it sounds. There's some of these memories that that kind of forged a bond that to this day somewhat exists because it, it's. It was there. They were kind of the, at the time, adventures. Now they were kind of the stupid things we did. Right, but it wasn't get drunk to get wasted. No, it, was it wasn't. Well, we didn't know. Maybe. I don't even know if it was experimental. I'd, this might be one of those times where I would say, we did it because our dads did it. I don't know. Oh, well, I, I did I, it to prove a point. Really? No, we were too young to prove a point. Well, like, I, I mean, I think... I, I Which dad like didn't 10. drink. And, and our household, it was very frowned upon. Oh, really? Oh, no, oh, yeah. no. Like, like I said, like growing up, that, that was an issue. And... But, like, thinking about it now, part of the reason I don't think that alcohol is a taboo for me is we grew up in a house where, where alcohol was such a bad deal because of alcoholics and, and the violence that comes with it and the, and the other things that come with it. But in my house now, it's not. Well, that's another thing I never understood. I, I know Jake, Ricky's talked about that, how Jakey, he's the one, I guess, comes to mind, that when he would drink a lot, and I guess Ricky too, that he would get violent. I never got violent. No, I used to. When I used to party, yeah. Oh no, I oh, was. Yeah, I, I, was had, the opposite. I had a pretty I was, good attitude on me. I was, I was like, uh, like she would be on, uh, on, on marijuana. I was. Ooh, uh, out. I, I wasn't. I, I was. A but you know happy, what? I was a happy drunk. Going. But it didn't take much to light that fuse. The fuse was there. Just light it for me. Well, my, be in my fuse was on when, when I didn't drink. I oh, was, okay. I was a wonderful drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some of those a stories. Wonderful drunk. I was perfect. The happiest drunk you ever wanted to see, as long as everything went my way. I think there's some of that too. And then when it didn't go longer go my way. Then the war was on. <laughs> I'm one of them guys that I don't have the blessing he's gotten. I, to this day, will not touch a drop right. because I, first of all, I feel like it would be like spitting in God's face for what he's done for I me. I can respect that. Mm -hmm. And two, I'm so afraid if I was to take one drink 
I could end up right back where I was at. So I, there's two things. That I think it's very possible. Uh, and I think only the like people that have had where alcoholism has been a problem, they're the only ones who will know if they've, they've grown out of that. But Galatians 5.16, Galatians in general, talks about freedom, that there mm-hmm. is a spot, and this is really, you could apply it to everything, even what we talked about earlier, the pornography or looking at women and not lusting after them. There is, and I think that's what we should teach instead of teaching uh, filters or whatever. We should, first of all, I think pursue that ourselves, and then from there, or while we're pursuing it, teach that or let our life show that, yeah. that there is complete freedom from it. Oh, yeah. Because I know who did I talk to. He, for the longest time, wouldn't touch a drop and... And now it didn't bother him. Like he could have a drink, and it's not an issue. Like there's, there's complete freedom from it. I, I, I think it's it obtainable. Yeah. Yes, it is. But, but everybody will know what where that is and what that looks like. Yeah. And if you choose not to, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I, I agree. If you kind of like in your situation, it sounds kind of like you kind of have a pact that he for he took it away from you, and out of respect, you don't touch it. And, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I hear no, from you. That, that is so exactly. I, I think say, it's I it's a would feel great thing. if I took a drink, I would feel like you would break I was that Literally, trust. just spitting back in yeah. God's face. So in that situation, that makes perfect and sense. Be right. disrespectful and and know him how much. Let him know how much I appreciate what he did for me. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I quit drinking, a case a day was just living expenses. Three times in the last, or three times, f- four times in the last three years I was drinking, I was in the hospital for 10 to 14 days at a time because my pancreas was swollen so bad that it looked like I was having heart attacks. Oh, wow. And that case a day did not encount, include if I met a buddy going into the bar or bet a buddy and we decided to go to the bar on weekends you always had to have a half gallon of whiskey at least Yikes. <laughs> so you could have a half have whiskey and water i'd probably drown <laughs> and that's how how much i drank and when and i had tried quitting i knew what the elephants are and the shakes and the dt's <laughs> but when god and this is one of them yeah. things. Don't tell me God can't work in somebody's life before they ever look at Jesus. <laughs> because I was delivered to alcoholism some six, eight months before I ever got saved. Yeah. I wasn't going to church or nothing. I had lots of people praying for me. But my two little girls run up to me and said, Daddy, Daddy, please quit because we're going to lose you and we don't want to lose you again. I turned around at the sink. I poured the last half a can of beer out and went straight to iced tea and haven't ever touched one since then, and that was over 28 years ago. Yeah. But could well, I there, do it myself? But there was, I was going to say there was a strength given to you at that moment. Yeah, and I didn't even Even know though it. you didn't recognize that oh, God was no, with you. I had not a clue. Well, I, I think but that's... But I didn't ever have a shake of DT or nothing. Yeah, no, no repercussions. So that doesn't that really show that God is not? What is it? He's, he's, he's not. 
he has no need to be seen. Yeah. Has no but need for it. He he doesn't need the credit. No, no, no. He he's not selfish in that. Yes, he, he doesn't need any of that. It's he's it's not very self confident. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I mean, because I I mean I tried. I was alienated from my whole family for fifteen years over alcoholism, and suddenly just took it. And and I mean I I, I didn't. Cray have no Joneses or nothing. Yeah. It was a it was a year and a half later. The only time and I one of my best friends, he had a drinking problem too, but it was always jerking on his shirt tail. It never bothered me. A year and a half over after I'd I'd quit drinking, I was driving through Hobbs one night. And I swear to God, there must have been five devils on the steering wheel of that pickup. Because everywhere I could buy alcohol or ever bar, anywhere there was any booze involved, it was like it was just pulling that pickup in there. And my buddy lived a mile out of town. And it scared me so bad that I blew to Larry's and Larry said, that's just the old devil finally hitting you, trying to steal from you. And we prayed over me, and it was over. Now, Larry, he, he fought weekly, daily, to keep from drinking. Mm-hmm. He was always, the devil was always tempting him. But it never did happen to me. That, that's how perfectly God delivered me alcoholism. That I it like I say it's over twenty eight years ago that I. Yeah. Well, I think and there's a I don't know what the purpose is. Maybe we'll never know until until we're we're taken up from here. But there's got to be a purpose why some people get supernaturally delivered. I know we listen like the the, the when we we're still at First Baptist the the youth they had a youth event what they call. Um, Discipleship weekend, where they basically pray and, and teach teach the kids, the youth, young youth, on how how to or disciple them, like teach them how to be disciples and, and learn mm-hmm. how to become Christ-like, I suppose. And they had a young preacher there, and he was a pastor's kid, but he would he went and he went to a Bible. Vacation Bible school or something for adults, mm-hmm. young adults. And he said he had been so paranoid that the ball of Coke he had with him, he carried in his pocket. He was so paranoid somebody would find out about it. And uh, he said, and he had tried a few things. He had tried to move to Florida, and he said what he didn't, hadn't realized that his problems were waiting on him there before he got there. <laughs> so that didn't work. He moved back to Texas, or I think he was from Texas. Moved back anyway, and then went went to this, just because to to be... Compliant with his parents, went to this uh, vacation Bible thing, Bible school, and he said uh, one evening, the the preacher, whoever was teaching, hadn't even made an altar call or nothing. He had just, he said he hadn't he hadn't been able to take it anymore. He got up and said on the way to the to the front, he had emptied his pockets with the coke. He said, and he said he was delivered from it instantly. And I've thought about that a lot because I have fought my addictions with pornography, and it, it was—it's tiring. 
it, it sucks. And then like, why? But there's got to be a purpose why some get delivered and some don't. I think there's a there's a there's a learning process there that maybe as teachers, I don't know. I don't know if there's really so much as a, a purpose to it, but I think often we're looking for an excuse as to why some do and some don't. And I think sometimes it's just timing. Well, I know from my aspect that, and I know why I was delivered totally of the alcoholism, because he knew if I he was ever going to get me to look up at him, that was then. Except him, he had to get rid of the alcohol before I would ever look up, or bottom line was even sober enough to to hear. When when that all happened, at up till that point, if you mentioned God or Jesus, because I had hot and butchered in a church several years before, and it liked to kill me, just like the book says. And convicts, but. If he hadn't got rid of the alcohol, I, I wasn't no way you was. I, I dot your eye. You told me about God or Jesus or anything. But and he, I think he waited that, for till a specific time. Yeah, which, but even that, I, th- I think that that does make sense to me. Like, you, you've hit rock bottom long enough where if you keep no. going, you're not going to make it. And he's got a purpose for you. Oh no! Yeah, I, I think yeah. timing is a, is a big part of it. It's a, it's. I think sometimes maybe it's it's even underestimated. Maybe timing's a lot more of it than we think it is. I don't like the idea of it either because I want you, you remember the JG Wentworth commercials? It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those situations. Like when we pray, we want it now. But you know, it, it is. He is at, at the end of the day, he is omnipotent and it's all gonna be done in his timing regardless. Amen. So when you pray, will he answer you? Yes. Will the answer be exactly what you expect it? Not necessarily, but at the same time, when you're praying for healing. Should you receive that healing? Yes, but will it happen at that exact moment? Not always. I, think in the mid- yeah. I don't know. I don't know if always, but I think he'll also reveal his will to you. Yeah, I, I think so. If you're if you're open and in tune, yeah, I think I think he always. I think he tells you his will for you every day. Like I really think that his plans for you are revealed to you every single day. Just are you listening? Because one of those it was a Psalms that talks about it. Uh, his will for you to prosper. Yeah. I now that I've been out of it's basically my, I have I I have plans for you I have plans, plans for you. to yeah that's the one I I know that verse I since coming out of that miserable spot I was in where I got received that Romans uh, five three to five I have seen so many things that have built character in me so yesterday uh, a very good friend of mine that's going through a hard time called me and I went over to his house and I told and it was already we had a meeting. So it was after the meeting. And I told him, man, I don't have a whole lot of time. I'll come over. I'll gladly talk to you because I appreciate the friendship enough. Mm-hmm. And um, But I don't have a lot of time. I said, midnight, I got to go back home. And used to, like, we would, I would get there. I'd have a, a cup of his. He, he always drinks Crown. Mm-hmm. Have a cup of his Crown and then end up staying until 2 or 3 in the morning. Yesterday, it got 12 o'clock, buddy. I got to go. And I had the discipline to quit. I have not had that before. And I've seen that in more parts. I actually wrote down in my book some of that. How there's there's different parts of my life where I see the character that developed in me is very good. 
and it's it came through the hardship. Now you talk about you two been talking about going back, going back. If you hadn't went back, and from that point. Would you been there so God could take you to the point where you're at today? No. Mm, I don't think so. The I don't think I understand the question. You're talking about you was here and then you got here and then you went back here. Both of you've been talking about. That. Oh yeah, we kind of lost the fire. If, I think it's simplest way to say it. Talk about it. But if you hadn't fell on backwards, oh, I to see that spot. Yes, no, I see what you say that. Would you been in the spot where God wanted you to where He could deliver you of what He just did two or three weeks ago? I, I don't know. I think I think there would have been maybe a different way. I, I don't. I, I yeah, I was gonna say I said no, but I, I don't think it really would have made a difference. I think He could have still given it to us, but in a different way, but. The, with the actions, the, the path we took, that, 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 and it's not path we took. For, for me, it has to be the path I took. For Herman, it has to be the path he took. Because it's not like we traveled that exact same road to get to where we are. But the falling that I had or the falling that he had led to a path that led to the, I guess you, you call it enlightenment or, or whatever. The, the, what, what, what's taken us back now to this yearning, this wanting to come back. But had we not fallen... We still, he still would have had the path open for us. It would have just taken a different road. But even still, to me, this is one of those, like, I, I like this because it opens up something else to say that even though I screwed up, I never fully walked. I didn't walk away. No, I didn't either. And I don't think I ever lost I, him. Like, I, oh I was no. telling Daniel the other day. That, no, I, I was the, pretty hardcore. I'm not letting it go. Yeah. The presence didn't disappear because he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right. But I don't think he left me, but I kind of left him. Yes. No, and that's what I did. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's my story. And it was my decision. Yeah. So but it had I not, the path that he put out for me would still be there. But because of his grace and because of mercy, even though I screwed up, the door is still open to get back on that path. Yes. Yeah. And he used it for good. Yeah. Because I can't say that I've ever, really good. Yep. I've ever had this kind of uh, desire and uh, just a... A respect, I guess, and, and, and a, a love for not everyone to go back there again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've gone through the Bible, I don't know, I mean, probably 50 some times. And the one phrase I always get to that every time just get, get, gets it's to, to me. And it's when Christ is at um, the well and that girl is going to be stoned and all that. What's in, I can just see Christ turning to her and just says, go and sin no more. No, it's like, that's it. I guess... It's also if she would have been led to that, she wouldn't have the appreciation for him that she yeah. has now. Yeah. yeah, is that what you're going to? Yeah, well, well, I can see that. Yeah, and you you kind of see that echo through throughout the book. Yes, because it's like 
people. Well, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and just like what then you go back to David, and you go back to Noah, and all of these guys. They have times that are hard and tough, and they go through sin and all that. But it's like they get to a point <coughs> that it's like. Ye- I've done the the sin, but I'm choosing to sin no more. No. No. And I think that, you know, goes into so much of what we would see been talking about this whole time. Because it's like, when you were in that state that the fire was burning strong in you, so strong that it was just, you, you, you didn't even know it at the time, but you were having a profound effect on even people around you. That was it, you know. What what says you got out and you you, you, you said, I'm going to sin no more and walk with some crutches. And I think we walk back into things and then we would see need to do that over again. No, it's like you get there of Christ. It's like, yeah, he died for my sins and all that, but I need to choose to sin no more again. Yeah. I, I see where you're going with that. That's <clears throat> that's a kind of step. Uh, kind of goes into the verse we had at the beginning. You know, the the pick up my pick up your cross. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this, that, that kind of suits that. This is, I have a note in here uh, that I wanted to talk about. It's kind of changing gears. Something we might have talked about before, but I had a friend uh, that uh, they. That I go snowmobiling with every year. This this last year we didn't. It fell on the wrong dates. But I remember the first two years we went, he wouldn't let his kids drive. He's only he had a nice snowmobile. It wasn't new, but it was an it was an eight hundred Polaris. It was a nice snowmobile. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like it was their vacation. They were there the one week, and then Saturday and Sunday we'd be there with him. And then the, the week after, me and uh, three or four other guys were there uh, that we we all tune. But or that's what we have in common. He was short-tempered, and uh, with, even with his kids. And then two years later, the third year we went, he had made a lot of money. And he let his kids drive his snowmobile, and he ended up renting one. They didn't even use the old ones anymore. Like, there's certain people, and I think it really just goes back to what somebody said, money is... Money is not evil, but it'll reveal your character yeah, in a very big way. Because yep. the change I've seen in him was completely undeniable, and he was very wealthy. Another thing that I've noticed, like with my testosterone being that low, this last week, it seems like when my body is tired, I have a harder time just being still, I guess. Like word says, be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. When I'm when my body is tired, there's there, there's no like I don't have that love for the word. I don't fuzzy the warm fuzzy feeling. Cause uh, the other day when we had French toast, I was grumpy all morning. 
Really? Yeah, I try to keep to myself. There's no need to turn to everybody else to see that too. But uh, I, it was such a different. And we, well, no, like it was bread, French toast, ton of syrup. Like it is straight up sweet. It's diabetes. Lot, yeah, but it's a <laughs> lots of energy. It is. After it was carbs such a, and sugar. Heck it was yeah. such a big difference that after lunch, it was such a big difference after lunch how I felt with being able to hear the spirit again from yeah. morning to afternoon that I wrote it down in my, in my notes. So there's, we, the, I guess what I'm trying to say, we can't, you can't separate the two. Your body has to be healthy. Or, or somewhat. So you going to start working out. Easy now. One oh. step at a time, buddy. Or are you oh. just going to have more French toast? Baby steps. <laughs> yeah, I, I like his idea. More French toast. <laughs> <laughs> it worked, didn't it? <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. But it just, I, I guess to me, the two were never that, in, like, they, they, don't, they didn't. Didn't really go together? Yeah. Like, it, it, one didn't, didn't depend on the other, but it seems uh, to do. I've thought about that me. for a long time. Like, I, I need to get back into working out, and yeah, I need to do all that. I, I, I just need to start taking care of myself a little more. <clears throat> I think you know what? I'm actually doing a pretty decent job. My like sugar intake. I've got a sweet tooth. I love candy. I have cut back so much. And you know, you know, in all honesty, I haven't really tried. Like every now and then, I'll get this random craving, and and I'll eat a candy bar, like, I, you know, stuff like that. But throughout the day, I don't crave it like I used to. Um, I don't either. It, it's kind of gone. Tried. Yeah, I have tried to get rid of it. it just kinda exactly. Happened. I I know I don't need it, and it just kind of in itself went away. Yeah, because I mean, which I never drink a whole lot of soda anyway. I usually only want. Time well, hey, soda's not really even my biggest thing. Like yeah. I like so I like my Red Bull, and that's always been a big issue to me. But even that, I've cut back so much on energy drinks. You know, why I don't like these little things because they only fit twelve ounces, and I don't like the way the twelve ounces taste. We have to order you an eight ounce koozie. Did they make them? I don't think so, but we'll call somebody. We'll have to make one. 8.4 ounce. There's candy. enough of a difference. So I bought this on the way to Arkansas at uh, Bucky's, and it bought me, oh, we said 12 ounce Red Bull. Mm-hmm. And I drank it, and it stayed, they're a lot better when they're cold. And it stayed mm-hmm. cold enough where it was decent. But they're just sweeter than the 8 ounces are. There's a pretty big difference. I don't think they actually are. I think they a little bit are. of this must be in your head, and the other little bit might be that there's just more in there, so you're getting more sugar. No, I can taste it. They, I don't like this well answer. I have an idea. We're going to have one of those blind taste test challenges with Herman. Which was the 16 ounce? Which was the 12 ounce? Which was but, the 8 well, ounce? We have which to was the 20 ounce? We drink the whole thing. Oh, okay. That's fine. You could drink all three. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, it's $2 a can. Caffeine. Yeah. Watch me bounce off the wall. We're going to see if, huh? we're gonna see if you could literally taste this. And you know what we're going to do? I can't taste it. We're going to record it and make sure we post it online. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're right, that's what I want to see. Yeah. If you're right. Then. Because the uh, the eight ounce has more of a, um, what's lemon tart? Not tart. Lem- the, more of a lemony. The tang. Like, yeah. Uh, taste. Okay. The 12 ounce is, is sweeter. I don't, right I don't think they put different things in there. It's just like you buy a three-quarter ounce b- bottle of whiskey, and you buy one of those big ones. The big one does not taste the same as the small one does. I was going to ask you, so is this like going from a 12-ounce can to a 40 or what? They don't yeah. taste the same. Hmm. I haven't really thought about any of those things. I'm the same with whiskey. I don't like the big bottles. Like, Farmer bought one of the big bottles the other day. Yeah. It does not taste the same as the small bottles. Do. Really? No. 
I never thought about that. I don't think they put different product in there, but they don't taste the same. I don't know why. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Honestly. I see a lot of tests coming out of this conversation. Yeah. I I can taste well enough where Dad, when he would have changed something in, in the recipes, mm-hmm. uh, he would call me to come taste it. Ah. We're going to put this to the test. Ah. I have pretty good taste buds. Good to know. Cool. He would taste the laxative in the brownies. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. I don't know if I would. I've never had tasted laxative. There's only way to so find that out, too. I, <laughs> would, I wouldn't know what they taste like, so I wouldn't probably notice it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never tasted it. So you won't a, know what is coming. Yeah, no, I would have to okay. have a reference point. I don't have a reference point. Sounds good. Yeah. This one will catch my off. We'll give you one to reference off. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We're yeah. going to give him a reference yeah. point. Yeah. We, got, we got this. Yeah, shit. Yeah, that's going to be good. my mouth that one. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we want to cover today? Yeah, I had one earlier kind of going to that whole thing about church, but I don't think it really applies like where we're at now. Well, let's talk about it anyway. It was, uh, we were talking about earlier, you know, where you said two or three gather in my name, that's having church, right? So in Matthew, and it says it in John 2. What did I, what did I write down? John, John 16, 2. John 16, 2, and then in Matthew 10, it talks about it. So Matthew 10, 16. I'm off now from what I told you earlier. This is Jesus, so it's the red letters. Matthew Behold, what? I am sending you out as a... Uh, Matthew 10, 16. 10, 16. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be as wary as serpents and as innocent as doves, but be on guard against people, for they will hand you over to the courts and flog you in their synagogues. So synagogues, I think Old Testament time, were the churches, correct? So the Pharisees taught in the synagogues. Hmm. So when the Christians came about... Where did they teach? Was it always out in the open? They had their churches. Well, Jesus taught in the synagogues, too. Okay. So what so we call church, we should maybe look at, at definition or define the way we define some of these things. The synagogue is the place of worship, the place of gathering, and we call that church. So we've kind of taken the word church and messed it up. Church is the people in the building. Well, talking yeah. about church the way you're talking about church, through through gathering, we, like I said, every evening... We had several hours of conversation mm-hmm. while we were there, me and Abe and Sarah and my wife. And we made a decision that we we're going to have a small group, me and Abe and Sarah and the guy sitting behind the gargler and his, his wife, mm-hmm. uh, randomly get together just for that purpose. Okay. Talk about whatever, whatever. It was somebody has something come up, or look, let's get together. And I think it'll make our... Uh, Wednesday groups better, or Bible study groups better, because I think I will be better rooted. And that's, it goes, I haven't, <laughs> Marcy was quick to remind me. I, I had said the same thing when we were having a business. I didn't follow through. So now I want to follow through. I really enjoyed that. Like, I have my notebook out. A lot of that, a lot of what I wrote was in the evenings, just talking. And there's also in, so Sarah, a lot of what we talked about, Sarah, it was new to her. But also, if you could call it ignorance, not by choice, but they could call it that because she didn't know about it, she also had some very good points that we, that I had never seen before. Okay. So I think that's also a valuable thing. Have somebody there that might not, may not have grown up the way I did as far as religious or Christian, whatever, mm-hmm. to bring points across that, that can uh, really open up the word. I mean, oftentimes, the outside perspective does help. Yep. 
mm-hmm. because so often, well, like for, for what what Ricky said about uh, picking up the cross. Yeah. To me, it was always something heavy, something difficult that you have to decide. This is going to suck, but we're going to suck it up and do it anyway. And uh, when he said that it could just be as simple as forgiveness, that's not difficult. Well, I guess it is to a point. Can be. So, but it's 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 not something that you you wouldn't you want to do that. Yeah. It, it you don't. You might struggle with it, but, but yeah, forgiveness but, is. But not because really not because hard. you don't want to do it. Yeah. The way I looked at a cross is something that you might not want to do, but you'll do it anyway because Jesus said so. And that's not it, because then his his yoke isn't soft and his burden isn't light. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's, that's the purpose out of the. I want to have some of those meetings, which sounds like you already kind of started with Daniel. Well, me and him, we, we just had like a really good conversation the other day. It's been, been a long time. Maybe, maybe happened without purpose, yeah, or, but yeah. it's kind of that, isn't it? Pretty much. I, I guess so. It's rooting yourselves in, into... I, I like the idea of small group. I think it's a really good thing. I, I think it's it's far more effective than any church. Yeah. It's Because it's, it's an intimate thing. It is. And the conversations and can that can swap. go up... Exactly. You don't just teach. Well, you know, you don't just listen to a preacher. It's going to yes. tell you what he sees. You have the opportunity to interject or, or get in, kind of like this, what we have here. Like, everybody here has the opportunity to, even if we sometimes <laughs> disagree or, or go cross, but... And that's fine. Yeah. I, I think there's, there's, yeah. there should be room well, for I think that. is if and we all healthy. agreed, what would be learned? I think, yeah, it was <laughs> nothing. nothing. Dis- that's where healthy. we were at not long ago. There was no fire left to argue. There wasn't. And that made it, you know what, that made it boring. It did. We, we talked about that nothing. quite a bit. Yeah. What would happen if you interjected a preacher? I one time did at youth. It was about war. I was shut down. Yeah. 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 Apparently, you don't do that. (laughs) But it shouldn't be that way, should it? No, it shouldn't. No. No, I I don't think so. A teacher should be self confident enough where somebody should. That's like in a lot, like that's when when we had those Mormon kids um, help here at the Hope Center. Okay. I took some flack for that. Like, how can you have them here? Well, the because reason, it's a free country, this is America. <laughs> well, and oh. to me, it was. <laughs> that's a good point too. But to me, to me, the reason I had them here was because if they have a better message, then we should be Mormons. But I believe we have the truth, oh. and they will see our truth and the way we live it, not the way we preach it. Therefore, the, if they come in, I am self confident enough that what I believe is correct and is the truth that they can come in and not sway me. Not just that; it introduces something. To proof myself a fire in a way. Yeah. Am I? Am I? Am I really on, I think, on the correct way? See, I, I like that, but at the same time, that's a very dangerous thing for a new Christian. Yes, it is. I think that's yeah. why. That so it's probably why a lot of people were not very happy with it. Where, where where I got this from was from Bill, and Bill said the the way what he had seen is his people, his congregation, when he would bring a teacher preacher in, I, that I would be maybe talk. controversial. Yeah. As long as he'd be calm. They're okay. Yeah. So I think that's where it goes to. Like, I was the leader here. So therefore, as long as I'm that, calm. That's a good point. People people will be okay. Yep. As long as you have it in you that you are the leader and it's instilled in the people that, hey, you know what? They have a different thought, but this is not what we're taught, you know, but you're still open to them. Yes. That's well, a I good think it thing to have. Thought process that you it can't does. bring in with well, it. Not, not only that, it takes away some of the same stuff we were talking about a little while ago. It takes away prejudice. Yeah, that's the biggest point of that is that it, you open the doors to everybody to take mm-hmm. away the name of the church and open the doors to everybody. Yeah. 
they make it non-denominational. Because yeah. yep. the, the thing is, the, these young kids that were here, the amount of dedication that they put into it, they have to believe that they're on the right track. Yeah. I, Whether they are or not, it's not to me to decide. Yeah. No, and, and the thing is, that's, that's something they'll see. One, yes. I, I think everybody... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christian, Mormon, um, well, Mormons are, are a type of Christian, are they not? Uh, Catholics, Muslims, Hindu, Buddhists, everybody sees it. Whether they don't really believe it or not is up to them. Right. But we all see the same thing in life. The same opportunity that draws us to Christ is available to them. But they have to make that decision. Yes. And the only thing you can do to impact that is going to be live out your life for Christ so that they see it. Right. And, and that will be... And when you're given the opportunity to do something with them, exactly. take it. Yep. That Don't is your shun them for to, not being the same yes. thing. Because be, that, that there you can open the dialogue. First of all, where I... You might be the only Jesus they ever see. That, but not, also it can open up dialogue where, where I can find things in my life that I can do better. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully they do the no, same, yeah. but that's up to them. Yeah, it is. But yeah. I do it for my own gain. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Godly. <laughs> so, me, I, I've had. Do it for my own gain. <laughs> yeah. So, I do. I've had some pretty good encounters with moments. And um, at the, the just time I was living in. Manhattan, Kansas, and the the chief two, of course, college aged, um, Mormon kids come to speak to me, and I'm like, okay, let's talk. And I'm like, I'll talk all day about Christ. No, I'm like, I'm a, I am cool with that. And then what they didn't know is. I knew a lot about them, and so they're go, going through the spiel and explaining all the the, the hiss to me, and I said to them, "I'm like, do you know the the actual history of this?" And they're like, "Huh?" Knowing things, and I'm like, "The thing about Jews and Christ and all that." is I can trace all that back. And they were very meticulous in how they kept the world of God. They found a 2,000-year-old Dead Sea Scroll, and it matched almost exactly to the text that the Jews have got today. No. And... And I'm like, God is a God that will give you what's that you need to absolutely defend your faith. I agree there. And then I go into them. I'm like, what language did your Bible come from? They're like, I don't know. No, and and I go through all these things, and they're like, I've, I don't know. And then they get the like guy up to cut c- 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 some and speak 
to me. I speak to the the, the guy for three hours. Was he? Because well, even that. So how much? Like when I used to do that, a lot of that. Like argue back and forth. But how much of that actually produced fruit? Yeah. Oh no, I wasn't arguing. I was just explaining, and I let them ask me quite quite quite. And, and I, we all have well, obviously different roles to play, uh, because what I, where I feel comfortable is, I'll talk to them, but it's it's mainly they'll 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 see it in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've also had uh, we had a Jehovah's Witness come to my house. This was recently after I come back from the men's encounter, and the, it was a husband and wife. The wife I think was Dicha Mennonite. Okay. The husband wasn't, and uh, we they started talking. I invited him, and we sat at the table, and we had a great conversation, like two hours, telling him about my my everything, like how mm-hmm. my wife almost left me, and, and I, w- I went to the men's encounter and what it did for me, and he was intrigued. Whether yeah. it ever produced fruit, or not, I don't know, but we had yeah. a really good conversation, and it wasn't like I wasn't. Telling him where he was wrong or where we weren't where trying to change his yeah. mind. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. For the yeah. longest time, I would have I would have been the one to sit there on the opposite side of the table and argue. Well, that's what I did too, but yeah. I just did, I, nothing came, ever came out of that. No, I didn't. It, you, you end up causing more animosity and just pissing people that's off. The thing. Oh yeah, but it's one be a better of, way. One of my closest friends is Mormon. Right, like, right. I, I don't think you've met him, but like I Zach haven't. and some of the guys shop have met him, and he is. If uh, if you were to to say that Christians are the only ones right, then that would make everyone else evil and us good, right? So, and That's very and, and we we've, we've talked about people being capable of love, like good people, right? Like you have to be a Christian to be able to understand that. I've I've heard somebody talk about. It, I don't remember who, but if you were to take that kind of logic and say that to somebody like 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 Sheldon, you wouldn't. Like you'd be talking out of your ass. That that's kind of yeah. how I would put that because that's not it's because not, you know him. I do, and it's taken years of never ever trying to debate one of us is right and one of us is wrong. Well, this actually, this exact what you're talking about. It actually, it's it's Sheldon's wife. She she works with with uh, Mikey's she mom. helps with Mikey's mom, mom right. at the Blumen floor. But, no. but she is one of those women that she will not sit there and preach at you. No, nope. she but will they, love you. They are an awesome family. Yeah. They are. They, they are some of the best people you ever meet in your life. And but here's the thing, though. Like, the way <laughs> nobody ever talked about it, but everybody knew that Mikey's dad was weird. Yeah. He's goofy. He's and a, he one was, of the most awesome he was an outcast because of it. Yeah. Now I look at him, I admire. I do too. The way, the way he I lives his life. I have a respect for that guy that exactly. I will never have for anybody else. And I've only seen that now as we've grown to the point we have, yeah. which I'm not nearly done. But now you see it like the man was following his dream. He was, dream- he was doing what the rest of us talked about doing. Yeah, not just that; he's following the calling. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the, what what Jesus talks about: your days are written out yep. before before the cosmos were even created. Yeah, but he, he that's I think that's the life that's we all want to live because that's that goes back to like like the whole lot, thing like talking about the, the way that I dealt with Sheldon versus like trying to sit there and argue with it. I live my life, and we stayed friends through all of it. Right. He was trying. He wasn't trying to change you. He never did, and he's. You know, he would tell me things that went at Temple when they were sealed and um, when the, uh, Wesley, their youngest, was uh, blessed. Like, he called mm-hmm. me about these things. We, we were close enough that I was important enough to call about it, even though but you're I, not Mormon. No, I'm not. So in those situations, 
you would never condemn someone for that, for somebody that would care that much about you, that you would... My thing was, you congratulate somebody like that. This is a step in his faith, in his life, that's important. Well, I'm calling him out on it. Wouldn't it be the fastest way way to ruin a relationship? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I would never do that. I would never, ever do that. And... Because Jesus talks a lot about that, but I've of, I've thought about that a lot in other other religions, and that sparked some backlash before here yes. for people to uh, respond. Like we we we've got some of that, but right. And well, I'm, I'm I don't care. I'm dedicated. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm dedicated <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. And when I'm wrong, one day when I get there, and like, buddy, you could have done that better. Well, so be it. But that's what I'm dedicated to. And yeah. and if it's not right, he be will single-minded. Tell me. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, we might we might yeah. screw up, make mistakes, but we are going to take the path that we chose as right. Well, if if he could meet uh, Paul on the road to Damascus and change his mind, I'm sure yeah. he can do mine yeah. too. Yeah, I think no. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't do it right, yeah, I, I think so many people around us, and and this goes to uh, back to the whole thing about church. If we put church aside for a little while and just be Christians. We talk about the things that we need to change in government and politics. Right. If we would just put the name calling aside and, and, and the finger pointing and uh, what do you whatever you want to call it, our, our little groups of, of uh, what do they call that in school? When you have cliques. your social... Yeah, that's the one. If we yeah. would kill all this idea of cliques and all this social distancing and like social levels that this guy's got more money than I do, you know, to be an elitist, to, you know, all of these things. If we just killed that... And instead of calling ourselves all these things, whether you call yourself Baptist, Presbyterian, whatever denomination you want to be, Mennonite, Catholic, put all that aside. Still all believe in God. And just, well, just believe in God. Make it that simple. Make it as simple as the Bible. The gospel is simple, and we've screwed that up. But make it as simple that we can say Jesus died for us, every single one of us. Not that my church is the one that's going to get you to heaven, because the rest of you are obviously going to hell. Yeah. If we put all of that aside and just realize that Jesus died for everybody and not just condemn somebody right away, this kind of goes to where earlier we were talking about um, when do we call somebody out? Hold each other accountable. Don't don't condemn each other. I think yeah. that, but yeah, to me... Show love, not hate. I think that's... Yeah. You have to have a relationship. You want to call somebody out or, or hold them accountable, I think that has to be a relationship. Well, let's, let's do yeah. away with all this church stuff and let's have a relationship. That's a very good point, actually. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to argue no. that. That's yeah. that makes sense. Which that's uh, also like with with a lot of these memes about Biden. Leave the man alone. I mean, you know what? I I'm not true, for it. I am 100 percent anti Biden. But what good do they do? Exactly. Yeah. He's he's Go an do something old man. About it. Exactly. That's the point. You sit there and talk smack all you want. What, yeah. what good are you gonna do? Nothing. Yeah. No. But at the same time, as a little dose of, of self medication here. Are we going to sit here and talk about it, or are we going to go out and do something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like if, if we could leave with one message, you know, we're two hours. And I, when I say get rid of the church, I don't mean destroy the churches. That's not right. what I'm saying. No. That's That but in be, itself would be, be evil. Be a part but of it. And be not, a part not of the church, the not a synagogue. Yes. Well, and That's I'm the not, way I would like to word that. Be a part of the church and not a synagogue. Well, and, and then I think... I'll not to say I believe that if we do that right, we could get to the point where we can go visit different churches and be welcome. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think so because and not looked upon funny. Yeah, we, we could take that away. Yeah. Last Sunday, you know those that he's from that church where they do yeah. healing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. way. Yeah, he's yeah. A weirdo. Exactly. Yeah. If we could do away with that, yeah. you that, imagine if you went into a church where you grew up, well, how would you be accepted? The three church. So I, <laughs> I went back to the church I grew up. Oh really? The reason I went back is because I was so hurt when we left. And there's something that this I really have to credit to that church. It was so taught on like that the root of hatred, how dangerous it can be. That I wanted to go back. I told my wife, you don't have to. I want to go back just to see if there's a root of hatred for it because I do not want it. And I went back and I just didn't realize how absolutely dead it feels in there. It's not a good feeling, but so that's the church I grew up in is the one I would not want to go back. But all the churches we haven't been since we've been through, like First Baptist was kind of we went through when we came, first came out, mm-hmm. and I think it was good because would if if I would have even back then, like when we started going to First Baptist, where we go now, uh, that was your transitional church. It was, oh. but the thing is, even Slimbo went to the church where I go to now, and I I kept it to myself, but I was thinking like these guys there, they're going straight to hell in a handbasket, and they're running out of handbaskets, oh. but. I like the church you go to. Well, I have that's, no problems there. That's the thing. So we went from there, and then we went to Cowboy Church for a little while in Lovington. Great church. And then now we're at um, Transformation. But all three of those churches, and even where I helped with VBS, the uh, community church, I have great respect for all of them. Those, those are, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, if we do away with denomination... And I could see myself in any of them. Yeah. Why not in yeah. all of them? Yeah. All of them. Go visit one yeah. or the other. Every Sunday. We used to do that a lot, actually. We used to... Jake even did that for a while. Just jump from church to church on he Sundays? He went to some odd no. church. Like, they went to some, like, I think it was a uh, Mexican church, but it was like a... Uh, not Presbyterian, but the... the like Pentecostal? Pentecostal church. That's awesome. And yeah. it was... Like, he, he showed me some of the messages. Some of the messages on YouTube. They're very good. It was very... Because he used to speak Spanish, so... I, this was this. I think they still did English, but oh, okay, well, that's cool. But it was, I think, it was a Spanish preacher or something. And it, I still want to go to a church that has an all-black choir, and I want to sit there and cry and listen to it. Amen. T.D. Jakes, Let's go see T.D. Jakes. I love the way they sing. Damn it! That's got to be the way the angels sing. Do you know where the hymnals started? Most most of our hymnals that's in your hymnal book. Do you know where they started? On the ships of the slaves coming over, and as they was in the bottom of them boats, have to roll them and stuff, they would sing them hymnals and make those hymnals up as they was rowing them boats over there the slaves. Yeah. There's Mexicans, I think black people can sing like nobody you else. You can listen to a lot of them. <laughs> They're all good until you get to the Yazankbuk. <laughs> 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 I actually like it. Do you? I don't. It's depressing. I think, I think it's a it's well it, it's a it's a very act the the way that is sung is a very old version that is dying out. Maybe you're right. Maybe there is some type of beauty to it if you look at it in that sense. But I love it. I don't. I I sit there like it's depressing. See, I do that with the church I grew up with. The, the way they sing hymns, the long of ease. That's it. Maybe, I and maybe it's just in the way we. Golly, some, so, somebody no. sent me a, a WhatsApp message a while ago. Yeah, kind of in like a derogatory, like oh, like laughing about it. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything. Thing is, you know what? Back I, 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 I don't laugh about it because I, I I respect it. I don't right. like it. I think the way they're using it is wrong. 
Because they're, say, they're saying like, this is the only way to sing. That's not true. Mm. But it is an old version of singing that is dying out. I, I see where you're going because I know you can look back to history. Monks did a lot of that, like in the monasteries and stuff. They, they use that type of singing, like long of ease, like you said. But, uh, they, just, they just made it religious. Well, that and then like when you listen to the words of it, the the type of Christianity, like growing up, like as as kind of the old school Mennonite teaching, those words, like what the, what they actually say in there, is depressing. Really? Do you not speak Hukdich? I don't understand that Hukdich. Like when they're singing, you don't? No. I have Oof. to. I, I sometimes I'll follow along a little bit, and then when they drive, I have out so yet long, to hear I, I a song it. in there that's at all promising. Really? Like that's at all motivational. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, hmm. I I know like. Learning that, so like that little bit of time that I went to German school to learn that, dude, that's I like, I don't like the Hürtich we had to learn was straight up Deutschland Hürtich. Like oh, okay, German, no, we Germany, did we Germany. did hear Hürtich. That's that's the the German we had to learn in school, and that's that's uh, what I grew up listening to, listen from the preacher as well. Okay, yeah, which my kids don't understand it. Well, they don't know. I don't teach my kids that. We're American. Yeah. Like I I was born and raised here. My kids are born and raised here. We're American. That's. That's all that... that America I, first. That's right. I agree with yeah. that. Well, no, America second. As a country. As a country, America first. Yeah. Well, Texas, but yeah. then America. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> America second. Texas first. Yeah. <clears throat> we are Texan, so... We are t- hardcore. That's right. I wasn't born yeah. here, but I came as quick as I could. I was born here. Yeah. But, you born know... You're a bit pompous about that. I am. I am a little <laughs> bit pompous about that. <laughs> I make sure people know that when they talk about it, they talk about any other state. Like, ask Jonathan. You guys were all there. Today. <laughs> Open well, so your mouth and say stupid <laughs> things to me about Texas. So we have that. And, and where I grew up, Chihuahua, Mexico, yeah. is the same way as, as Texas. Yeah. Like, Chihuahua is the Texas of Mexico? Oh, yes. Uh, I even we, had to straighten uh, Nick out the other day about Texas being part of Mexico. I used to. Doesn't it, even count. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Oh, the they're, whole Texas thing! No, 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 no. When you remember, it was about um, saying that Mexico. They teach you that uh, a bunch of it was given to America as a debt. It was Texas was not. We were our own country. We were not part of That's America. True. That is true. That's actually That's true. That's right. Yes. So you have to see. So you consider Texas, yourself Texas. You Texas fought straight. itself free, free from Mexico. Right. Yes, they did. Yep, yep. But Mexico doesn't teach that. No, they don't. Usually, it's the winners of the war that get the right to history. Well, Mexico needs to learn that. You know why? Because they didn't want to let go. Well, and also because they got slaughtered. Oh no! They got killed. There was ten to one. You're thinking about Santa Ana. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You're you're thinking the Alamo. We we Alamo Texas got slaughtered, which makes the victory even more. That that I think that's one of the reasons it's it's so important. I, I I teach my kids this. We got whooped. In that war, and that war raged on until basically Texas adjoined with the United States. But they ended up winning to the point where Santa Ana got taken prisoner. Yeah, yeah. But how much did it take to do it? Oh, a lot. Yeah, it was a it's huge a sacrifice, and that's absolutely. exactly why it kind of it kind of pisses me off that that they teach it differently than what it happened because you're taken away from what really happened, and that was yeah. that was a battle that was like that that entire thing was paid in blood. This is kind of like Crown Royal thinking that they can make a Texas <laughs> crown made in Canada. Like, I still have a bone to pick with Canada, too. should sue them for it. We should. Yeah. This is false advertising. Absolutely. Yeah. When I saw that, I was sitting there thinking, Texas crown? Like, what the heck is that? Who makes that? And then you pull it out of the bag when Nick had it, and it says, product of Canada. I'm sitting there thinking, you blasphemous bastards. <laughs> so. And that's not the right way to do it, but I was sitting there thinking, like, how 
dare you put our flag on a bottle of Canadian whiskey? I was reading yeah. the bottle more. What does it say? It's Texans had it made in Canada. No, we didn't. That's what it says. That's bull. I had no way in this. That's probably their excuse. That's what to try I'm saying. Texas flag this is there. Texas. <laughs> we would have voted on it. We didn't. I was not part of this vote. <laughs> well, what, what, what did Texans do when they wanted to make vodka? They didn't send it to, to Russia and have no, vodka. No, we made, made Tito's. We made Tito's. That's right. Yeah. We might have asked Mexico how to do it, but we made it. Yeah. <laughs> Russians. I, well, whatever. Close enough. But I, I would not have machine. had a I would not have had a problem with asking t- Canada how do you make Crown right? But that's not what it says. No, nope. it does not say yeah. made under the guidance of Canadians. It says product of Canada, not acceptable. Not right. I will officially boycott all Crown because of that. I yeah. liked it anyway. That's right. Yeah. Crown can go not fly kite. So it's kind of a bad way to say we're signing off to like. This just took a turn. This is a good way. Really did. a good way. It is a good way to end. Crown Royal can fly a kite. Because you caused alcoholics, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just kidding, but you can't supply kite. So, and what, what, what's uh, you, 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 you said? I saw a red, silly gray pot sewing. Okay. You said, how dare they change what was paid in blood? Yeah. And oh, the same thing that you with the gospel. Thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's you, like, boom, yeah. it's that. Same th- thing. See, that's like, what I miss. When even you don't try to talk you. about the Bible, yeah. you talk about the Bible. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Yeah. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, on that though. bombshell. Which bombshell? Crown can fly a kite. Crown can fly a kite. <laughs> <laughs> don't sell it in Texas anymore. That's right. Uh, All yeah, Texans should boycott Crown until they take that off the ba- off the shelves. So if we're, for whoever, we're going to try to, uh, I'm going to try to do a better job of having some of this announced that, uh, like next Thursday, next Wednesday, Thursday again. Next Wednesday. Next oh. Wednesday, we're going to have a Bible study, and it is public to all men, young, adult, young, old, uh, here at the Hope Center. And it's possibly, possibly because it's Bible study, we could possibly do it at Diesel Solutions because we don't need any of this gear. The office will be done. Well, I think the Bible study will still be good to do it here oh, okay. if, if we get public. If, gotcha. If we get enough people to show up. Yeah, if we get some people to start showing up, this would be easier to find it and really be more would. neutral ground yep. than, than these. I think the podcast will start doing these solutions. But yeah, so next Wednesday, there'll be Bible study for whoever wants to join. More than welcome to. We'd love to have you. Please. Yeah, yeah. and we'll, we'll try to announce that a little bit more to where people can be ready for it. But yeah, thanks for watching. Yep, good night.